Hi, I'm Jim. And in case you might be wondering what happened to Glenn this week, well, tune in to find out on That's Our Show's Halloween Minisode. <laughs> So welcome to this year's edition of the Halloween episode. Now, I have to explain that, unfortunately, um, Glenn had a really busy schedule the last couple weeks, so he was not available for us to record together to do a our typical Halloween episode. So in light of the fact that a couple weeks ago, he introduced our concept of mini-sodes and maybe implied that I was uncertain that I wanted to do them, which I admit that I was, but... I think in this case, because of the fact that we were not able to schedule a time where we could get together to do a Halloween episode, I will take this opportunity to step up, rise to the challenge, and try to fill the void with a little mini-sode, centered around Halloween, of course. And today, for this mini-sode, I have with me as a guest, please welcome to the show for the first time, Ms. Erin Ryan. Hello, everybody. Hi, Erin. Hi, Jim. We're married. I probably have alluded to that in previous episodes, but anyway. So today, as our topic for the mini-sode, we would talk about remembrances of Halloween costumes past. To start out, I guess, some of my memories, my earliest memories of Halloween costumes, I would say I'm not especially proud of because I grew up as a child in the 80s, and what was pretty common in that time, especially if you weren't into the idea of making a costume or didn't have the ability to do that, were the store-bought costumes, which primarily consisted of the vacuum-formed character mask. And these were all whatever the popular characters were of the time that were popular with kids, whether it was cartoons or what have you. So they came with the vacuum-formed masks. They were just the front mask and had a nice little elastic strap around the back. And then they came with a matching vinyl suit that, well, if it was a better one, the suit actually resembled the body of the character you were trying to be. But if it was, say, a not-so-good one, like many of the ones I had, uh, it just had a picture of the character on a vinyl suit or apron or whatever it was that was probably, like, yellow or some bright color like that, which I imagine was probably done for safety concerns. I don't know. Those were the days before safety, you know, when we didn't have to wear seatbelts necessarily, but yet we all survived. Maybe well, seatbelts were kicking in at that point. Yeah, I, I think know. they were, but I, I'm sure there were probably some concerns about, you know, if the kids are going trick-or-treating that they should be visible at night. Yeah, especially when you're wearing a mask that you can't see <laughs> so well out of. Perhaps. So I'm guessing that was part of it. I think the other aspect of it was that they were made of vinyl and they were supposed to be flame retardant. So that, I guess, was a concern in somebody's mind at the time. But yeah, probably up until I was seven, maybe, those were the only kinds of costumes that I remember having. Now, you had told me a little bit earlier about some costumes that your mom made for Yes, you. my mom made some good costumes, but I will say you made me think about some you know, store-bought costumes. I, I was Tweety Bird one year, which, yes, was... <laughs> Bright yellow. That's funny because I might have been Sylvester one year. Okay. So <laughs> so I remember this particular year I was uh, living in upstate New York. I was probably about four years old. And the big thing was going to trick-or-treat with my cousins who lived an hour away. It was October 31st in upstate New York this year, and it was probably close to freezing. So we were all disappointed, at least I was, to be told that 
think I had to wear my snowsuit over my costume and all I could really wear was my mask. Now, mind you, I think it was the store-bought variety that probably had a picture of Tweety Bird's face yeah. on the costume. And I didn't actually look like Tweety Bird except for the mask. So I don't know what I really cared, but I did have some store-bought costumes. Yeah, yeah. But you did but also ha- yeah. say you had some uh, homemade costumes. Yes, my mom did some pretty amazing costume work in my younger years. I think it was a couple years after that when Pac-Man was in. She made a Pac-Man costume for me. And I'm not quite sure how she did it except it was out of poster board and she made a framework for the Pac-Man itself. So like a big sphere? It wasn't a sphere. It was circular. So it was like Uh kind of like a big elongated cylinder. Oh, okay. I um, I, I know what you mean. With a mouth that opened and closed. And she got felt yellow. She dyed the felt the correct color of yellow to make it Pac-Man. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I guess she must have sewed that so it all fit together and I was Pac-Man and I could open and close my mouth while I was trick-or-treating. <laughs> it, uh, it was pretty cool. Oh, wow. And say. then you said something about she did a costume for your sister? Yeah, that I think it was the same year. Now, this is going back pretty far, so my memory is escaping me. But I know she made a pizza costume for my sister. So my sister was in a red leotard and tights and the costume... For the pizza was a cardboard box. I think it was like two-sided, if I remember correctly. <laughs> My mom used actual tomato sauce and let it dry on, on the uh, the cardboard. And I think she glued... I know there were mushrooms involved. <laughs> like real ones? Like real mushrooms. Oh, my goodness. Um I think there might have been pepperoni, too. I can't remember. And I think she used glue for the cheese, like Elmer's glue, so it just dried. So my sister was a pretty authentic-looking pizza when she went around that year. What Um, was the shelf life of this costume? Well, it's funny that you bring it up, because as I'm talking about this and remembering, uh, I think after a couple days, there was indeed mold growing. So it had a very short shelf life. Yeah, I'd imagine it probably wouldn't have smelled too good. um, I think it was made fairly close to Halloween. So it yeah. survived the actual event. It would have and, had to have been, I think. But yeah, I thought it was kind of looking back, it was pretty ingenious to use some authentic items for a <laughs> pizza costume. <laughs> I guess when you're like from a, an Italian family, it's maybe second nature. But yeah, she went there. It was kind of cool. It was an edible, almost edible costume, except for the Elmer's glue. I'm sure there are some rodents who would have been more than happy to yeah. partake while it was in the trash can. So, like I said, I was kind of stuck with the vinyl costumes till probably about seven. I think when I was maybe eight, I had some sort of Optimus Prime dress-up kit, which actually had like a three-dimensional plastic mask and like a gun and a belt or something. And I embellished it with a red shirt and blue jeans. And I think I cut out aluminum foil squares for the windows on the chest and the uh, the grill on the stomach and stuff like that. So I, I embellished it a little bit of my own. And that was probably my first attempt to semi make my own costume, at least pieces of it. But my first real homemade original costume I did, I think when I was in fifth grade, I think we had parts of a broken television in the basement. And we also had a large cardboard box. So I had come up with the idea just kind of randomly of dressing up as a TV news anchor as appearing on the television. So the main part of the costume I had to make was I took the cardboard box and kind of reconfigured it so it was shaped more like a television. And then we took the old parts from the broken television that we had left over 
and I put wood grain contact paper oh, over wow. the whole thing to make it look like a real television. And uh, my dad helped me with it. I think uh, it had a two by four or a one by three kind of on the, the, the whole bottom of it was opened up so I could fit it in over, over my head. And it had a, the wood was there as just bracing to help provide structural support for it. And then I took a piece of poster board and painted the world map background <laughs> that you'd see on the six o'clock news network news well, that all was all painted and then i painted a body with a suit and tie and then a cut out for my head <laughs> that i would look out so i took that to school and we had a costume contest at school and i put that on and i got first place for that so that, that was probably the best original costume i ever did as a kid that seems like it took a little bit of forethought it was a bit of work to put that all together did you use like the dials from the TV? Was it that? Yes. Old? Okay. I had the knobs from the TV. This was, it was an older TV. So it had a separate knob for the VHF band and the UHF band. And I probably took like the volume knob and, and things and just stuck that all together as like the console on the original TV that it came from. But yeah, that was a good one. And you said you made it into the newspaper for that? Yes. Uh, it was maybe the second time that I got my picture in the paper. Oh, picture. Okay. Yeah. I probably have that picture somewhere. I have to dig it up from my personal archives. Yeah, I think you were much more invested in making Halloween costumes because after my mom stopped when we got old enough, I don't think I was that into it. Yeah, I think I did go trick-or-treating in that costume, but that might have been the last or the second or last year that I did that. And then in high school, we, we were allowed to dress up in high school for Halloween, so I think I did uh, Phantom of the Opera one year. I was a tie-dyed hippie one year. I at some point I got a Star Trek uniform, so I I used that a few times over high school, college party, post-college party. It got multiple uses just because it was different groups of people, and it well, still fit. Well, it's so. kind of like you know why wear a dress just once. Yeah, uh, kind you might of. As well I get guess. some use out of it. Yeah, exactly. So then I did. You know, once I was out of college and working, I. Went to a lot of Halloween parties for many years. So I did vampires. I uh, I went as uh, Wesley in The Princess Bride one year. That was a couple's costume. I did a Jerry Garcia costume one year. Oh, <laughs> one of my less involved efforts was when I when I dressed up as a member of the Geek Squad from Best Buy. So that was really easy. Just white shirt, black tie. How about you? I really can't remember a whole lot. I think one year it was... A little bit of a cop out for a group of us that went trick or treating, and I think it was just pajama day. Yeah. So we like we might have dressed up like kind of rag dolls or something. I seem to recall like circles of rouge and fake freckles on our faces too when we did that. Yeah, I just I think other than my mom's costumes, nothing could top that. And then <laughs> I it was like at a point where I wasn't really trick or treating anymore, so it was just generic. Yeah whatever yeah it was mainly just going to parties yeah costume parties and i don't think oh, i really went to many costume that's right. parties one year i went I, I dressed up as a beetle which one uh, an actual bug beetle or a no 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 a member of the band the beatles okay uh and because you know i play music i there was a party at somebody's house who had like a pa system so i played some Beatles songs on guitar to go with the costume. Which one? I was claiming I was John Lennon, but I think somebody else thought I was George Harrison. Okay. Well, if you're covered by more than one, then same wig. So. <laughs> I think you just made me think too, the, the repeating costumes. I, another cop out was my horseback riding, like my horse show. Clothes. Yes. I 
I think I did that a couple times as a kid. <laughs> and then, well, we turned that into a couple's costume. <laughs> yes, it did turn into year. a couple's costume too. Because you found a horse costume for me. <laughs> yeah, that was when I couldn't really come up with anything, and you were a good <laughs> enough sport to be the horse. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, what do I do? And I, I still fit into them because I hadn't worn them in many years. Right, it, you it weren't was a really tight riding squeeze. at that time. No, no, I kind of just kept the clothes and thought I wasn't riding again. Yeah, the boots didn't fit anymore, so I had to find a not actual riding pair of boots that would fit the bill that year uh, remember the time we uh, went as clue characters i almost forgot about that one yes we yeah that was a cool one so we went to two different parties that year and we dressed up as you were miss scarlet i was professor plum we went to one party and another couple was dressed up as colonel mustard and mrs peacock i think and then a different party on the other night had mr green and mrs white you had the whole group just not all at the same party mm-hmm. yeah that was a good one that that got two uses for the same year which you know quite thrifty yeah then we did uh highway to heaven and highway to hell the one year yeah we had uh matchbox cars velcroed to our shirts yes you i I can't remember who came up with how to fasten them i know you procured the cars i had the double-sided velcro that was adhesive so and it worked velcroed to the shirt I got the devil horns and I think I had the goatee at the time and you had the angel wings and the halo. That's right. And I think you got like yeah. sports cars. Yes. And I remember I had hybrids. Hybrids. And, I had the Prius on mine. Yeah. And, and a police car, I think, like, too. That's That rings the bell. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, how did we. So that was kind of original. I think we had like dotted lines somehow also. Yes. For, like, I put the little strips dividers. of tape on the shirt. In vertical lines to represent the the lane markers. Yes. So it looked like the cars were in multiple lanes across a highway on the front of our shirts. Wow, I forgot all about that until we just talked about it. You kind of did too. Funny how you go back and things uh, come out of the Rolodex file. Yeah. And then the last one. Now, admittedly, we we have not done uh, costumes in quite a while. It's been, I think, almost 10 years. But the last one we did was also a good one. I dressed up as Bob Ross. I had the big curly wig. I grew out a beard and had the button-down shirt and jeans and an easel and some paint supplies. I bought oil paints. And then you were... I was the happy little tree. And I found... I can't exactly remember. I got green felt and I made it double-sided. I think I glued on like snap strips so that I could take it on and off on one side. I think we still have it in the closet upstairs. I'm sure it's still somewhere. Somehow I decorated it. I'd have to go back and look at it. It was like, or maybe I'm thinking because it got a second lifetime as a Christmas costume. Yeah, we Um, went to a Christmas themed costume party. So my happy little tree, I I think I found Christmas garland and I wrapped it around the costume. Or okay. I might have glued it on. I can't remember. So, Well, how did you get the branches again? The branches? Oh, shoot. I forgot. That's right. I found, I went to like a craft store and I think I found like pine uh, garland. So I cut it into strips and I can't remember. I might have sewn or somehow I attached the pine garland to the green felt completely forgot that piece of it wow till you mentioned yeah that it. was the most involved part of it yeah. i think i knew it took me a while i know that putting the snaps on was kind of a pain in the neck too but yeah it was really putting the pine garland on and making it look tree-like instead of just green felt yeah and then yeah as the christmas costume i found regular like thin christmas garland so that kind of fit along with the piney looking exterior of the costume right. wrapped around 
<laughs> there, there you go. Another multiple use of a costume. That was probably your most involved costume that I remember you doing. Yeah, and I think after that, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I don't feel the need to do this again. But, uh, <laughs> Go I, I out on top. For, yeah, for, for a couple's costume, if someone else is more motivated than I am, then yeah, like I never made costumes for myself in high school. So the fact that I did as an adult is kind of surprising. <laughs> it's also not surprising that I haven't done it since. Yeah. But it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe someday. Haha, <laughs> guess what? It's Glenn. I didn't want to give Jim all the fun this week, so rather than do this as a minisode, I'm going to kind of do it as, I guess, two minisodes and give you a little bit of background on my Halloween costumes. So much like Jim, I, I had a lot of store-bought costumes as a kid. I remember, I think I did like Superman, the old plastic mask, plastic cape, plastic shirt sort of stuff. One of the earlier costumes that I remember kind of coming up with was I dressed as Fonzie one year. Yes, Arthur Fonzarelli from Happy Days. I had like my hair slicked back, I guess jeans, and I had like a leather jacket and wore that around. And I remember going trick-or-treating by myself and being the obnoxious kid that I was. There was one house that gave like full-size candy bars and I stopped there on the way out and I stopped there again on the way back. And then some older kids were like, hey, you can't go to the same house twice. And they actually ran after me and grabbed me at one point. I remember the leather jacket thing kind of pulling up and almost coming off over my head. And yeah, I got away. And I got away with the two full-size candy bars. So other than that, the only costume that I can remember, like, that was homemade from my youth, I always watched like reruns of Star Trek when I was a kid and I became a bit of a Trekkie. So one year I did dress up as Spock. I had, you know, the fake pointy ears and I, I'm assuming maybe drew the eyebrows on. I don't even remember. And my mother like cut out a little like Starfleet insignia on like some kind of silver fabric and stitched it onto a black sweatshirt. So it really didn't actually match any of the Star Trek uniforms from any of the series or the movies or anything. It was unique, but still kind of clear who I was, I guess. Somewhere there's a picture floating around of me giving the live long and prosper salute with my friend next to me who was, I think, just wearing like a rubber monster mask. Years later, as an adult, myself and my wife actually kind of repeated that costume. She had like one of those shirt dress Star Trek uniform things, and I got the proper blue shirt Spock uniform shirt and black pants and made sure I like did my eyebrows up right and everything and did my hair the best I could so I repeated the Spock costume a little better other memorable costumes as an adult I had one that's just been repeated time and time again and I did do a uh, Captain Jack Sparrow savvy so that was like full head to toe it, it started off a little simpler but I had the hat the jacket shirt everything the the braids hanging from my beard that were kind of glued in and I, I I did that one way up that was like you know cosplay level things the other one that I did with my wife was we went as Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World I hope I'm not repeating anything that Jim might have mentioned because I'm sure he probably remembers at least that costume my wife went as Garth because she's got the blonde hair and she just kind of like teased that out a bit, put on fake glasses, did the silly smile. She carried around 
drumsticks and it had like a, a rock t-shirt with a flannel over it. I did Wayne with a like black t-shirt and torn black jeans and had the Wayne's World hat. And at that time, my hair was long, so I just like tucked the front into the hat and let the back hang out so it had that mullety look to it. That was really fun, but that was spent at a friend's Halloween party that they used to hold every year. And they kind of had like a room upstairs set aside from the rest of the party that was kind of a chill out room. And my wife and I actually spent most of the night, most of the party there. So I don't think a lot of people actually even saw that costume, but that one was probably a highlight. To be perfectly honest, I've never been a huge fan of wearing costumes, partly because I am a glasses wearer and I always have trouble coming up with costumes that can incorporate the glasses. So I end up having to take them off. I don't have contact lenses and I do not see well without my glasses. So I have my choice of either wearing the glasses and not seeing, or excuse me, I either have the choice of wearing my glasses and not being true to the character that I'm dressed as or not wearing them and walking around blind. The Jack Sparrow kind of worked well without the glasses because I would do this that kind of faraway stare that he gets and holding my hands out in front because I couldn't actually couldn't see. So that kind of went with that. I did have, I think this was the last couple's costume we did. We did a Jurassic Park thing where I went as Ian Malcolm and my wife went as Ellie Sattler. And I had like, you know, the the leather jacket and I was able to wear my glasses with I kinda, so my glasses will turn into sunglasses when I'm outside in the UV light. So I actually carried around a UV flashlight because Malcolm usually wears sunglasses. So that's what I was doing. I would just like take the glasses off and shine the UV light on them real quick so I would look right for it. That was fun. I, despite, like I said, not really enjoying coming up with costumes, I do enjoy costume parties and looking at what other people come up with and stuff like that. Anyway, that's my little bit that turns this from a mini-sode into a maxi-sode of sorts, so that perhaps in two weeks we will not be back with a full episode. We might switch it to that half-month schedule instead of end of month. So we will see you in two weeks, either with another mini-sode of sorts or a full episode. And now, back to Jim. So I think that about wraps it up for this Halloween special mini-sode. I would like to thank my co-host for today, Aaron Ryan, for filling in. And hopefully Glenn will be free from the dungeon by the time of the next episode, whether that be another mini-sode or the next full episode. In the meantime, That's Our Show was brought to you by The Backstage Group. Engineered by Jim Balseric and edited by Glenn Reed. You can find us online at show.backstage.link or email us at show at backstage.link. Please give us a rating on the podcast platform of your choice, and if you like what you heard, please tell your friends to give us a listen. Until next time, that's our show. <laughs> Bye. Hi, I'm Jim. And perhaps you may be wondering, what well, is this on? <laughs> I may be wondering if this is on. Hi, I'm Jim. And in case you might be happy, that sounded like sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>